Welcome to Season 2 of Reframe Your Life, a podcast for women who think differently and want to explore ideas and topics relevant to all areas of their life. Hi Life Reframers, welcome to our current episode and we're going to talk about relationships today. So Sandy, I'm going to throw out a question for you straight off the bat. How are you first of all? First of all. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. Just had a great lunch and really looking forward to this conversation. Good. So we're going to delve into relationships and, and how they change over time and what they mean and what we get from them, what we contribute. So cast your mind back to your childhood, Sandy. Like, what's your earliest memory of of one of the best relationships you have? Like you have a best friend or, or, or even an adult kind of mentor relationship? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> so as a kid, like I remember I moved when I was in grade three going into grade four. So I remember having a friend before we moved, but I don't remember a lot about her because we moved when I was quite young. Mm-hmm. I remember my friends after the move, so probably like grade four, five, and six. I lived on a street with five Sandys within a half a block. So yes, it was a popular name. And we had a band called the Sandy Sandpipers. Did you? (laughs) Yes, we did. And we would like rehearse in somebody's garage and we would put on these shows for our parents and we were always out biking and playing down at the creek and roaming around together. And I, I remember that friends were probably as a child as important or more important than my family. Like I feel like my friends were my family from quite a young age. Yeah. Yeah. How it's about you? Interesting you yes. say that because yeah, now that's certainly what I feel. I mean, of course, my family is my family, but when you live away from your family and you're faced with all the family holidays, you rely on your friends being your family. Yeah, for me, there was uh, another girl. I think we must have, or our dads worked together. So we knew each other from ba- being babies. And she was three or four years younger than me, and we just hung out all the time, like all the time. So when I ran away from home, when I was... (laughs) I ran away too. Yeah. (laughs) I think I was 15 or 16, and my dad wouldn't let me go to a party. So I'm like, well, I'm going anyway. So I ran away, and they literally lived down the street. So I ran away to their house. Dad rang up. And, uh, and so I stayed there for, for a few days while, while I cooled down or whatever. It was just a great, we just did a lot of things as a family and we did a lot of things with each other. And we've lost touch in terms of when I moved away. She's not on social media and stuff. Um, but I know, I know if, if I go back tomorrow and, and look her up, I know kind of the area she lives in and uh, it would be, yeah, it would be like yesterday. So... Friends and relationships change and transition over time. Right. But they've always been a big part of our lives. Oh, yeah. Without relationships, yeah, there'd be no, that no connection. And even though we're all different, Ash, 
being a guy, being a little bit more introverted, doesn't necessarily have a best friend or anything like that, but he has a bunch of guys in here and in Waterloo and stuff who, hey, they're going actually to see a band tomorrow night and they'll get together and and do stuff um, for sure. And he's got some great uh, friends from his school time that he still keeps in touch with, but it's just not as as not as much, right? right. So, so important because they help help mold, yeah, who we are. So it kind of changes. Like, would you say you have a best friend now? A BFF. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. One friend and I, we joke. We call each other BFFs, yeah. and it's it's more tongue in cheek than mm-hmm. anything. No, I would say I have different friends for different reasons yeah. in my life right now. And of course, some are closer at any given time than others. But I, I wouldn't say that I have like one friend who is my complete BFF, you know. I have some pretty close friends, but I just, I think that's kind of a cute term. We don't wear necklaces that are like hearts oh, the heart. half I'm sure I saw someone wearing that <laughs> literally just yesterday in my class. I was teaching the cycling class and I was going to say, oh my God, I remember those. But then I was like, oh, will she be offended? Anyway, I didn't, but I totally, totally <laughs> had one of those. I think they are going to be resurrected actually. Yeah, probably. Or maybe they've never gone out of style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, I'm the same. I have a lot of friends who... I'm your BFF. Oh, Come of on. course. I'm your podcasting BFF. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what I found, what we found moving here is as you get older, that's the thing that's hardest, like to try and get some, some new friends who you connect with. And we don't have children, which a lot of people can kind of connect around the kids going to school and stuff. So so I was lucky. I had you and, and I had another friend in Waterloo who, who were able to help us kind of get connected and feel connected. Um, yeah, I'm the same. I have many friends uh, like you. And, I mean, yeah, you probably are one of, my, one of my closest. And I've got a lot of friends here. But what I found, Sandy, is... I have friends of different ages. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of my friends are, um, have been older, but now it's so funny. Now that I'm like in the early, thir- early 40s, I've got a lot of friends around me who are turning 40. I'm, I'm like an older friend now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You're, you go from being the younger Youngest. friend to the older friend. Yeah, a few years ago, I started walking with a, um, a woman in my neighborhood, and she's uh, 20 years younger than me. And we have become very good friends. Yeah. I mean, we walk together almost every day. So how That's can nice. you not yeah. really get to know each other in, in that kind of a relationship? And so it went from kind of an exercising partner relationship to we got to know each other really well. And she is like family now. Yeah. You know, she's uh-huh. become a, a very good friend. And it's different because her kids are seven and eight I think and you know my kids are are adults now so it's um an unlikely friendship yeah but it's a very rich friendship and I feel like I learn a lot from her Mm. and one of the things I, I think is really important about having friends of different ages is that it helps you understand that generation so Quite often, I will mention something to her about my kids. I'll say, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she'll be like, yeah, don't touch that. 
don't say anything about that to them or, you know, kind of back off mama. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And, or she'll be sharing with me things about her relationship Mm. with her parents. And I'll think, yeah, I need to be careful with my kids that, and so I learn a lot from her. It's been really really good and I know obviously she benefits from my wisdom (laughs) the wisdom I remember you saying that to me one time Sandy I guess that's a conscious thing for me about being younger and I'm like what have I got to give I remember you and I having a conversation about that a while ago and and you're saying get so much in in a different way so we're, we're both motivated by different things and we both are able to get what we need from the relationship and have a good time whilst doing it and so you're experiencing your 40s in a different time than I experienced my 40s yeah so I find it really interesting for me there's you know the whole social media and the different dynamics now how culturally things have shifted in the last 10 or 15 years from when I was in my 40s and um, so watching you navigate those things I didn't have to I didn't experience the same way that decade of my life so I do learn from you you know and I learn what it's like to be at your stage of life in this time and place and I the same from you with your experience of a business and yeah so our relationships uh, certainly do change and I've found um, living away, like moving away. So there's those relationships that you don't have to talk to each other every day. You don't have to connect all the time. But when we go back to England, we connect with friends and, and it's like yesterday. And yeah, you're right. Social media has helped that a lot for sure. Um, so you kind of feel like you're still part of each other's lives. And one of my friends in England hardly ever, ever, ever posts on Facebook. And I posted something and she wrote a comment and I said, oh, you know, great to get in touch. I miss you lots. And she wrote, I miss you too. But I know it would just be like yesterday if we if we connected again. So it's, it's kind of nice to um, have those people around the world. And I feel really blessed by that. Yeah. I've got friends all, all over the place of various ages and experiences. And, and you just, I just, yeah, I just learned so much and love hanging out and love doing different things. So... Um, it kind of meets my need for that social connection. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I know we we both are very rich in relationships, and we both are very intentional about spending time with people and about who's part of our life. I'm curious to know how you've managed changing relationships so you know you've changed I've changed you've moved I've moved across country you've moved across the world and of course people in our lives are going through changes as well and that can get really sticky with relationships like it can get really challenging so have you encountered that at all where you've had somebody who's you know been a significant friend but something's happened and that's kind of impacted your relationship and and how, how did you navigate Yeah. That? It's been an interesting one as an organizer. I can kind of go through phases and I love organizing as you know. At some point you kind of go, okay, hang on a minute. Like I'm the one leading all this organization here. And so oftentimes I've said to Ash, you know, I I don't want to be the organizer in this relationship anymore. And he said, okay, that's fine, but just 
understand that that's the role you're playing. So if you don't do that, it may end. Right. And so some have ended. So I try not to think too much about the like, what does that mean? But I can't own that. There's obviously been some reasons. And I think some of the changes has come in my life because we've moved or there've been a significant life change. And, and life, lives change. So do you think that, we've talked about type before, and I, yeah. when you're saying that, I feel like I do that too. I'm, I'm kind of like to organize things. So yeah. I actually like look at my calendar and I think, who have I not connected with uh-huh. for a while? And there's a couple of names right now of people that I, I haven't um, really spent time with. And I often feel the responsibility of that mm. in my relationship, which is kind of weird. Mm. Like, I haven't heard from them, right. but I feel like it's my fault we haven't got together yeah. for some reason. Or it's up to me yeah. to get in touch with them. Mm-hmm. And so it's not because we've moved away or we're yeah. just going back to visit, but I find that in general as well. And I wonder if that's a function of our MBTI type or just the kind of people we are that we tend to be the organizers, as you yeah. said. And at times, though, that can get really frustrating mm-hmm. because you feel like, you know, I'd really like someone else to organize something yeah. for a change. But then I always think um, Oprah had a line where she said, you, you teach people how to treat you. Yes. And somehow in the relationship, I have created that expectation that I will be the person mm-hmm. who organizes things. Yeah. And are you okay with not organizing anything and, and potentially that relationship disappearing is the, yes. is the question. And it's hard not to think of, well, they mustn't like me then if they're not bothered organizing. You know? Yeah. Um, so I have had to do a lot of self-talk. No, it's not that they don't like me necessarily. It's just that they've got a lot of stuff going on in their life. And yeah, maybe it's not a priority for them. And maybe it's just not their their strength of organizing. You know, they don't put themselves out there as much or something like that. But it is so funny because when I look at my calendar now, like I was telling you, I said, okay, we next Saturday night we have freeze November. Like, yeah, it gets a little bit crazy, and it sounds like we have this. Woohoo! Got so much going on. It's just we're away. We're away pretty much every weekend. In we were away pretty much every weekend in September. So just life happens. Yes. So in my relationship, I've just tried to do a lot of. It's it's not about me. They got stuff going on in their life, especially my friends with young children. Got stuff going on in their lives. So have you ever had to break up with somebody, a friend, like not a romantic relationship, but have you ever had to intentionally or deliberately end a relationship? So if I have, it's mean that it's more that I just haven't organized anything. Okay. And so it's just kind of faded. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm thinking about, you know, I think I do the more let it drift apart Mm -hmm. approach as well. I have been in the past year or two really trying to focus more on building positive relationships with people. And I think in doing that, you only have so much time for people. So sometimes um, you, you know, those things just drift away. But I I do, I do want to say that I have one friend and I feel kind of bad about this, but I haven't been in touch and she went through real tragedy in her life 
And it kind of coincided with a really uptime in my life. And I felt a lot of guilt. Like I felt like she lost her daughter and her daughter was around 30 when she died. And it was heartbreaking. I mean, devastating loss for her. And um, it was around the same time that my granddaughter was born. And mm. I didn't quite know how to approach that relationship. Yeah, so I ended up just letting it drift apart. And I know that she was in the middle of grieving and didn't probably have the energy to reach out to me, but I didn't really make a big effort to reach out to her either. And I always feel kind of bad about that. When you say you didn't know how to approach the relationship, where was that coming from? I think it was just a place of, in her grief, how could I kind of come alongside her and support her and not be who I was at this time of my life, which was somebody who was experiencing becoming a grandmother and just loving that experience. So it felt like if I talked to her, I had to kind of shut off my life and not tell her about these good things. So I felt like I couldn't really be myself. Mm. And so, you know, the last time I talked to her, we talked a lot about what was going on with her. And when she asked me how things were with me, I was like, oh, you know, pretty good, busy, and just kind of kept it on that level. And because I felt like I couldn't really share a lot of what was going on with me. And then I just, after that, didn't really know how to continue that relationship so yeah it's sometimes it feels insignificant or not appropriate doesn't it yeah I have another friend and her and her husband went through a very difficult time and so many times she's mentioned to me how important it was for them to have people really come to them during that time mm. and so and I wasn't one of those people but they <laughs> they really value those relationships where people said to them how are you doing and what's going on and how can we support you or we're just going to come over and you know hang out with you guys for the evening because we know this is really a difficult time and how affirming and life-giving and important that was for them and so I think I took away from both of those experiences, like from hearing about my friend's experience and then from my feelings of failure in that other relationship that in the future, I will try and put aside my own discomfort and my own worries about how I am and just be present mm. for that person. Mm. Is it too late for this other relationship? Well, it's been about three or four years, yeah. so it feels a little awkward now yeah. to go back. Maybe it wouldn't be, but, you know, it feels like it would be like, hey, you know, mm. I know you really needed a friend, or maybe mm. you didn't, or whatever. It yeah. just feels like it would be strange to do it now. So if the opportunity came up, I would definitely, you know, have the conversation, but I, I'm not sure I want to initiate it at yeah. this point. Yeah. yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I Just as you were saying that about in terms of people going through challenges, I remember my friend saying to me, like, when I had my daughter, like, you knew exactly what I needed and to do. And I just brought food over. I cleaned the house. That was easy because it was a good thing going on in her life, but also a very stressful and challenging thing at the same time. Yeah. 
yeah, when there's other challenges like death or, or a significant illness, I, I always find, oh no, like how do I, how do I react? And so it's true because, I mean, I've been through cancer. Yeah. And I know that yeah. when I went through cancer, I felt kind of abandoned by a lot of yeah. people. Like I didn't feel like a lot of my friends really showed up at all. And I, I've even talked to a few people yeah. about it. And I know it's just people are busy and get on with their lives. Yeah. It's, it's a funny thing. Have you ever had a real conflict with someone that ended a relationship? Like a, a, I'm thinking of like a, a female friendship that maybe there's been like a conflict or a disappointment and you've just kind of walked away or, you know, maybe a toxic person in your life that you've just said, I can't be in this relationship. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we are leaving this in. We are not editing that at all. <laughs> that is staying. Okay. So that noise was me was me trying to quickly process whether I should share. I think what can I say? I think it's just been people who have entered into my life. As part of being connected to my husband, okay. <laughs> who are part of our lives, and it's taken me a while to work out how I can be civil and not be too wrapped up in that relationship or or what they think and what they care about how we live our life. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I I'm going to bail you out here. A little bit. <laughs> Um, it's about boundaries and sometimes yes, we you. have to put up boundaries in relationships. So, you know, that my husband was a minister in a church. Yes. And so right. there were a number of people who didn't have boundaries, who, uh, I had to put up boundaries and just say, no, this is not healthy for us or for me. And so I can't continue in this kind of a relationship so it's hard and I'm a feeler so it doesn't happen very often with me I feel like I've had such great friendships in my life you know that every Thursday night I do a yeah. happy hour with a, a group of friends and I feel like I've put a lot of work into having good relationships and I have this group of friends that mean a lot to me and we have lots of honest conversations. We've worked through lots of ups and downs in our lives. And we're very intentional about getting together as often as possible. And so Thursday night's happy hour. And we get together for a couple hours, whoever can make it. So I just think friendships can either boost you and really inspire and encourage you. Or they can drag you down. And so it's really important to pick and... Um, nurture the good relationships and let go of those toxic ones as as fast as you can totally and I absolutely I mean you've been the sounding board of some of the toxic relationships so for me it hasn't been friendships it's been more some of those family relationships that, that are toxic and it's it's for me it's been trying to manage how I live with them mm-hmm. and, and my values around authenticity and, and how I have some kind of relationship, even if I don't want to. 
like, right. to be honest. And and I remember, I think, one of our 30-kilometre hikes, like the whole time I was talking to you about <laughs> it. And Sandy's probably like, okay, as soon as you get over this, we'll be good, we'll be good. And I've done a lot of work to yes, work have. through that. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about, like, we've talked about changing relationships of friendships and how they come and go due to either trans, you know, significant transitions in life or just geography. But I want to talk about relationships in your family. So you've got kids mm-hmm. and my relationship with my mum has, has changed and altered. And I look up to my mum. When we left, she said, I miss you. I want you to be here. I feel like you were the connector. You were the organiser. You got all the family stuff together. But I don't ever want you to come back because you feel pressure from you and Ashley have to go and live your life. Hey, I'd love you to come back tomorrow. But but don't come back because you're feeling that pressure from anyone. Come back because you guys want to and that's what you want to do. So I've really valued that. And like you've got kids in your... 20s and I've seen the other side of of a a child parent relationship that hasn't embraced the child now being an adult and the impact that that's had on the relationships so right um I know you've done some work around that too Sandy I have and I think as your children become adults you need to step away from them and let them figure out their lives on their own and it's not always easy as a parent to do that. And that's something I, you and I, on one of those 30 kilometer <laughs> hikes, I'm sure I did a lot of unloading about that. That's probably been one of my biggest learnings in the past, I don't know, five or 10 years as my kids. So my son is 30. And so as my kids have like really grown into being adults and, uh, allowing them to make their own life decisions and to live their life apart from me and to um, realize that they their job is not either to please me or to live the life that I think they should be living. Mm. And uh, it wasn't easy to get to that point because can you believe my kids have made decisions that are not the things I would choose them to do. I mean, not that I ever did that in my life with my parents, but you know, that happens and I think that's healthy that your mm. you your kids shouldn't be living the life you want them to live. They should be living the life they feel that they should be living. And so I've had to respect that and I've had to um back off um with some of my opinions mm. and and really let them sort out their own lives. Mm. That's their life now. I did my job, yeah. which was to raise them mm. and give them a foundation. And I'm extremely proud of both of them. And they have made lots of choices that, for example, education. Mm. Um, I would have liked to have seen my, both my kids get more education, but they both chose not to right now mm-hmm. do that. And... I had to kind of let go of that. Mm. So they can go back to school tomorrow if they want. They can go back to school anytime or never. Mm. It doesn't matter. It's it's not my life to live. Mm. And they'll sort it out and they'll do what's right for them. Mm. And I think that's kind of a healthy parent-child relationship. Mm. Yeah, it certainly has to change. Um, and... 
from my experience when that doesn't alter that that's been really hard so what do you think about now we're going to wrap this up but I'm just curious what do you think about now with because now your relationship we have a relationship with your daughter you have a relationship with your son a relationship with your son-in-law but now your relationship with your grandchildren are, are going to be their own relationship too yes and I think there's, it's a lot more fun with your grandchildren than your children. <laughs> yeah. In that you don't have to do all the hard work of parenting there. Yeah. You can just enjoy them and have fun and you can be the um, warm, crazy, let's just like read stories. And I don't have all the responsibility mm. in the same sense. I, I My responsibility is to love them and nurture them, but... I don't have to do all the day-to-day diaper changes, night wake-up mm. feedings, and so. I but just but still be respectful of how they want to parent. Yes, absolutely. Which is yes. which can be another dynamic in in your relationship with your adult children, yeah. as well as your relationship with your grandchildren, or not parents. So you know, Ben yeah. told me a few years ago that. You know, he, as far as mm. he knows at this stage of his life, he doesn't want to have children. Mm. You know, he's made that call. He said, uh, I don't think maybe he'll change. Maybe he won't. But that's okay. Mm. Like, his job is not to give me grandchildren, yeah. you know. And um, so it's his job is to live his life. Mm. And, mm. and your daughter's job now and with her husband is to parent, parent her kids, kids. And as, she, a great job. as she sees... Is she doing it the way I did it? No, Mm -hmm. but she's doing it in the way that makes Mm. sense for her. So, Mm. yeah, that's that, you know, and I guess that's not different than other relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, ideally in all of our relationships, we're not there to control people or to expect them to do what we want them to do. We're there to just uh, support each other and show up for each other and... And uh, I think that's really the basis of relationships and, and having good, healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a good note to end on. We just wanted to acknowledge that um, relationships are important. I mean, number one, they're important in anyone's life. And, and But number two, we've found through our experience, as we've gone through these different phases and transitions of our middle stages of life, that relationships have been important to us in helping us reframe. And we've shared some, some areas where we've, we've had to accept reality mm-hmm. of what relationships we have, what we, what we don't, where the relationship is at at that time. We've had to realign some of our expectations. We are going to do an episode on expectations. And I think that's where some of my biggest disappointment has come, come from in terms of relationships. Yeah. But that's my own expectations. And we've found relationships help through coaching and and mentoring. We invite you to look at some reality, maybe realign some expectations if you need to. And don't be afraid. Let go. Let go of those relationships that aren't healthy. Yeah. I think that's a really important one. And step up if that's what you need to do. Don't be afraid because someone's going through a hard time that you're going to do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing. Just be there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good. All right, guys, we look forward to hearing your comments. Have a great day. Hi, Life Reframers. Did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also, check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.